Hi all and welcome to Prepare Like a Pro Live Chats. My name is Drake McLean. I am a strength and conditioning coach based in Melbourne. I created Prepare Like a Pro early in the year with the desire to connect footballers that want to improve their athleticism and connect them with elite strength and conditioning coaches. We work with athletes all around the country. If you're interested in working with us, whether it be one-on-one designing training programs for you or following our training programs that are pre-written, head over to our website, preparelikeapro.com. Super excited to announce that Kane Johns has joined our team today and you can get a special discount for the first 10 that purchase, purchase sorry, a individualized package where he designs a four-week program for you and you get one coaching session. So make sure to check that out and, and get into the first 10. I'd like to welcome Torren Baker tonight. G'day, Jade. I'll be catching up with Torren Baker via live Instagram. He's also known as Toz. He has plenty of experience with coaching and I'll go into that in a little while. I'm just going to invite Torren to join us on the screen. This is a live um, Q&A as well, guys, so feel free to send through your questions. So I'll get into Toz's intro while he's jumping onto Instagram. He has six years experience where he worked at the Western Jess as the head coach, and he also worked as head coach at the Maribyrnong Sports Academy in their football program. Prior to this, Toz had 10 years teaching in a variety of different settings. Baker officially joined Carlton Football Club last week in a new role as the Academy's Pathways and Carlton College of Sports Coach. He's taking a multifaceted role in this role where he'll be the senior assistant with the VFL program as well as the new College of Sport where Carlton are uh, focusing on their development program. Um, So he'll have oversight in the Carlton Academy and we'll have an active coaching component with an all-encompassing role. Bear with me, crew. I'm just going to invite Torren. Here we go. How you going, Toz? I'm going well, thanks, Jack. How are you, bud? Yeah, going well, mate. Where are you located? Is that in the car? Yeah, I just had to get away from the kids there. Yeah, I've been having a few Zooms of late and they're interrupting too many. So I thought, out of respect for you, mate, that I just take take to the car and make sure that, yeah, they can't get to me. So all good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I have heard the cars. Actually, I've done a couple of it in the car. It's pretty good sound, I reckon. Keeps it all. Yeah, yeah. Nice yeah, and all, mate, I'm, I'm just happy to be back. Just, just by myself without, without kids going at me. So, yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty good, mate. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks for jumping on, mate. No problem at all, bud. And uh, we'll jump straight into it. What age did you first fall in love with the game of football? Yeah. So, I mean, I was, I was a footy kid when I was sort of, you know, four or five. Yeah, very much uh, my father was uh, a very footy person. And, and so I just loved playing it. It probably got to about probably around 22, 23 that I started learning some things that I really uh, started making the shift to actually just even thinking about coaching. So I was sort of playing some VFL footy at the time. Actually had you know, Alistair Clarkson, Chris Bond. I just felt like I was learning a lot of things and I started to write down some of the things that I learned. And then I was, I was still wanting to play and played till I'm in the 30s, but actually become an assist, playing assistant coach at 24. So it, it's always been a struggle yeah. when I sort of left VFL. I sort of went straight down the coaching path. So, but yeah, very, very veered back to playing as well. So yeah, there's, there's nothing better than playing, but, yeah. but, but I've, yeah, the very next best thing is coaching. Yeah, absolutely. So you, so you were a player coach at the age of 24. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. I did that for a year, and then I decided to travel. And then, and then the year after, I was. I actually took on the, the playing coach role. So I was not an assistant. It was assistant the first time. Just dipped my heels in it, and then sort of about twenty five, twenty six, I I took on a playing coach role with Camperdown in, in, in the country. Moved and, and everything like that, and didn't do it very well, to be honest. And, and yeah, probably okay. found out that I, that I really needed to go back and learn. And I still had the drive and ambition. I just probably didn't have the skill set at that age. I was coaching a lot of people that were older than me, and yeah, I just just. 
I, it was a great learning experience and I'm so grateful I did it. But yeah, I, I didn't do it all that well, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And it's so teaching something that you've, you're well experienced in as well. Obviously, you must love sharing your knowledge and things that you learn along your own journey. Did you always think you would be a teacher as well? Was it a young Tyrone Breaker growing up was, was teaching something you were interested in or, or was teaching more something that you did because you thought it would improve your, co- your ability as a coach? Yeah, it, it's a good question because I reckon like when I was, say, I, I did a university course that was sport-based, so it was a human movement course. I was just probably looking to work more so in the sports industry, learn a little bit of things that could help me actually with my playing. And then when I probably got to, when I had to make that, so at the end of my third year of the, the bachelor degree, you have to make a decision about where you want to specialise. And by that stage, I actually did think that coaching might be a path and that teaching would certainly complement that. I certainly knew that I wanted to keep playing and that I was working in the sports industry I may not be able to play because the hours can clash and that sort of thing so so I knew that being able to teach and and then play would be good and learning the skills from a teaching perspective would be good should I want to continue down the coaching path so it was a factor yeah Yeah, fantastic you mentioned Clarko earlier I imagine he had a big influence with your career are there there other guys that have had um, a strong influence on your coaching career and 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 what has Clarko's influence been like with your coaching career yeah, well, I suppose that first when I when I was first being coached and learning a lot of things by, and I said had to Chris Chris Bond and, and Alistair Clarkson, and both were really good in their own way. From Clarko, it was like he he really had an eye for the coaching in terms of the real technical side of the game back then, and and I and I love that, and I, I know I was applying it to you know my footy and getting some benefits, and and then I saw Chris Bond and and how he managed people and managed the group, and was again really really good in that way, and then I probably had a couple of players that. Were a little bit older than me at school, but I then you know, played a lot of footy with through St. Joey's at school footy, and they went on to have sort of good good careers in themselves. But you know, and they end, and they they end up coaching at AFL level. And, and Paul Hood's still coaching with Geelong. Aaron Greaves, you know, coached at Port Adelaide and, and was at North as well. And you know, they're sort of coached for you know they had probably ten ten year career at AFL. And, and there are a couple of guys that that yeah that I just sort of saw a similar path, and, and yeah they sort of provide, provide a little bit of. I suppose a platform about how to do it, and and, and yeah, I, I it just I suppose showed me a path really. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. I've seen firsthand your, your work in the development space, working closely with the boys. You can see the that teaching side comes through, and and that, that building that rapport and, and relationship with the players, and and how engaged you are when you're having those chats, whether it be in the group setting or presenting or or one on one. What what are some of your I guess key pillars or key focuses when it comes to developing footballers and younger footballers? Because I know there's a few that will be watching. Yeah, and I've I, I spoken in the past and I understand that you've got a lot of guys that are sort of on that next tier wanting to break into the next level, VFL, AFL. I think it's really important that you remember that you're, you're a footballer first and foremost and that you, you always want to get your, your skill level. And when I'm talking about, you know, your, your touch and, and your kicking and your, your marking your, and your hands and just being that one-touch player. And you can, if you're a good level, we'll, we'll try and get it to a great level. And if you're great, try and be one of the very best. So remember that, yeah, that you're a footballer first and foremost and that, with the physical side of things and obviously that I know a lot of guys who would be engaging with you Jack try and make sure that it's that it, that you're not falling outside the parameters for your role such as a midfielder that you that your running's off or, or you're not strong enough you've got to get yourself to be physically capable and for some it might be that they're already really good and they can make their I suppose their physical attribute a real strength in their game yeah. and that's where that might be the difference between you making the next level or not but for others it might be that that your football is, is your real strength and that just getting your, your physical, uh, I suppose, attributes, we're talking strength, speed, endurance, 
to a level that it, that it's not, you know, none of them sort of sit outside the parameter where a club might say, or, you know, I'm from VFL, AFL, NAB League club, and they say, no, he can't run or he just doesn't run well enough or he's just not strong enough to play that role. And I think that's the great thing about what I've just spoken about is all, all those things are within your, within your control. It's just about yeah, how, trainable. Much, yeah, how much work you're prepared to put in. You're prepared to walk around with the footy all the time. You're prepared to sit at home and handle the ball and you know, do ground balls to yourself. You're you know, prepared to get out with a mate, kick or... Go, go, you know, invest in, in someone, you know, with expertise around your strength program and follow a program and, and do, you get, go to a club and they give you a, a conditioning program and, and you do it to the letter. Like, they're all the things that, that help you become uh, better and, and be accepted at the next level. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, before we lose Bailey's question, because Bailey, remember to use the question button at the bottom, mate. Otherwise, these comments will get lost when new people log on, but I'll, I'll ask it anyway. But so he's written in that context in today's game. Is a 188-centimetre midfielder still considered a big midfielder, question mark, or has that changed due to Patrick Cribbs where you have to now be above 192 centimetres? Yeah, and no, I think, you know, for Bailey at 188, he'd still be considered a big midfielder. I mean, Patrick Cripps is sort of one out of the box. You look at probably him and Bonson Pally in terms of their height, they're, they're pretty rare. So, yeah, 188 is, um, yeah, is a really, really good height for a mid. Yeah, I'd say almost yeah. Bailey. Like, don't, don't, don't worry too much about height. Unless sometimes the small ones can worry a bit, and I I get that one myself. And but yeah, you, you probably can cop a little bit from the small perspective. But one eighty eight, you know, you're you're in a pretty good state to be able to play a few roles in our game. Absolutely, and you've seen a lot of successful footballers in your time, whether it be Maribyrnong, Western Jets, VFL level, Box Hill Hawks, and, and Hawthorne Football Club, and then now you're at Carlton. So you've seen it all at all levels. Are there successful traits that you've seen that there's a trend there that you can tell? Oh, this guy's got what he needs or or is there is it so varied that nearly every individual can find their way if they just stick at it long enough well i think that's in the everyone forges their own path so there is certainly individuals that do it a different way but i mean there's probably two i reckon would say that one you can never substitute the work ethic so therefore someone like a tom mitchell who and more is, is someone who's a terrific example of the work ethic to even say to someone like a, like a Zach Butters who's playing at Port Adelaide who I coached as well he's sort of he's a second year player and people are talking about him as one of the cleanest players in the competition and the reason is because at lunchtime school he'd be doing touch sessions and and has a great love for that and, and tries to make it competitive so so there's that work ethic but then also there's that I think it's the other thing is that the, the mindset in terms of just being able to handle what's thrown at you it could be you know Jackie throw a a super challenging physical session and players are able to cope with that or a coach gives some really harsh feedback around an aspect of your game and you're able to cope with it. You're, you're tired and, and you still get out and train. You, you've had a bad week, but you're able to focus on hand and, and your performance doesn't suffer. And I've seen, like say, even like Cameron Rayner, who might be sore, might be that, but you know, come game day, they're, they're pretty, pretty resilient to that. And I think some of that comes down to a bit of your self-belief uh, but and also... Sometimes you're just luckily sort of put together that way with a mindset. But, but if you're not, then identify it and, and try and work on it. And again, seen, seen a lot of players who have made a flip in their, their career around going, well, I'm not handling this and, and put some work in and being able to cope and, and then succeed from there. But the better you can get yep. that and earlier, the more likely you're not going to chew up your opportunities. Yeah, fantastic. That's great advice, mate. Thanks for that. I'll go to the Tyler's just sent through a couple of questions so we'll get what does he send in three for you so i'll try and get good year. so this is your first one you've coached nabley for six years what do you look for in a player slash person 
So I've been doing a bit of work with Tyler. Yeah, with Tyler, he wants to he wants to crack into NAB League. He's sixteen, waiting for my opportunity to be invited to NAB League. Any advice? And then the third one. So they're all relatively similar, but like, you know, what skills needs to be uh, elite for small forwards to reach that level? So they're, they're yeah, three. Okay. That he's, yeah, yeah. So in terms of what I look for in a, in a NAB player, or could be any player, is is are they. Are they really, really hungry? It sounds like you are, which is which is good. Yeah. But yeah, there are multiple things, but but there's nothing better than a player standing out from from their hunger and their want. And so when you say you're 16 and you're you're waiting uh, maybe for that uh, call up, and I know the pathway has changed where it's sort of under 17. I'm not sure um, if you're actually turning under 17, um, Tyler. But I would say that you. I always like getting a phone call from a player and mm. and saying, you know, oh, this I'm keen. Is there a chance? And I'll go and do my research. and might find a contact about you and and then sort of get the ball rolling from there and then the third part around that small forward look i think you know i've just touched about that skill level i mean you may not get as many opportunities as a small forward and you and you've got to make the most of whether it's a it's a ground ball or a ball comes off pack or it's a snap kick for goal yeah yeah you, you've just got to make the most of the opportunities so get your skill level to be the absolute very best no doubt speed yeah. is a big thing now for small forwards the ability to be able to put on pressure and then break away from you know, close checking defenders. So yeah, you know, yeah, put some resource work into your into your speed. But without knowing a bit about how you play as well, it's a bit harder to know. But I just know those two assets are really valued as a small forward. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks, Toz. I'm sure Tyler will get cracking on that speed in his hands and, and intensity in his skills and also take that to, you know, what he's done there and asking you questions. No reason why not to I think you mentioned Ray, so stingrays try and reach out and Showing that he's interested, yeah, yeah. it's good oh, advice, yeah. even just in life in general, and, isn't and, it? And yeah, knowing, yeah, that's it. And uh, and uh, you know, I've sort of come across the the Stingrays coach, and I think, yeah, knowing knowing what I know of him, I think he'd he'd enjoy that, to be honest. So yeah, that, that's the way I'd, I I like players calling me, telling me how yeah, much they it. want it. They've got to back it up, but at the same time, it is good to know that. Yeah, yeah, it gets noticed. Love it, fantastic, mate. This new role, obviously, it's uh, it sounds super exciting. Do you want to go into? It's quite multifaceted, so there's a fair bit to it. So there's the academy program, there's a pathways program, so you'll be looking after the future carbon potential players, is that right? Yeah, it's, and I suppose with the footy soft gap, it is working across all the areas of the footy club in terms of we're looking at you know, VFL, AFL, the academy, so which includes what you said about you know, father-son, father-daughter, Next Generation Academy, and then there's that component of the Carlton College of Sport, which is new, mm-hmm. and so which takes on very much uh, some some hot sporting school programs out there, such as Maribyrnong Sports Academy, really? which we used to work at, Roval Sports Academy, where play, players are able to combine their study with a development program. There's no such Amazing. program as university, so this is the first one. So enormously passionate about that. I think it's a great fit for particularly with an and yeah and for me the variety in the role was you know excellent that just across all, all the group all you know, all main areas of the footy club really yeah you know, without, and all your all your experiences can come into play point of view and I'm sort of a couple of weeks into it but very much enjoying it yeah yeah fantastic and the how does it work with the with the Carlton Academy this new thing that that's going on is it where you live. No, no. I mean, I think there's applications from, from interstate and country areas, that sort of thing. So it's it's very much you you wanting to go down a university path of a sport related field. So you know, I think to myself back yep. when I was 18, that's something that would really appeal to me. And then yeah. and then they, they obviously combine with Latrobe University. will do their, their their university course. 
but it's built into the week to allow them to have the football development time at the Carlton Footy Club, which yep. runs in a very similar way to what the, the young players get exposure to at Carlton Footy Club. And then they're able to go back and play with their NAB League or, or community-level club and, and train with them of an evening and that sort of thing. So it's a really complement, I suppose it complements their club environment. Yeah, fantastic. And then the VFL component of the role, what will be, will you have a game day role? Will you be at VFL trainings? How will that look? Yeah, so I will be. So, so it's a senior assistant line coaching role with the midfield and working with, so yeah, a group of coaches. Dan O'Keefe, who's been appointed as Carlton VFL coach, is Carlton's. Carlton have got a standalone VFL team for the first time in, I think, 20 years. So I know the club is very excited oh, about yeah. that. Yeah, there's a, there's, there's a group of five, Kate Simpson, Luke Power and Matt Buck from Werribee as well that wow. are the coaching group. So, so yeah, so it's a very new... Yeah. Yeah, super exciting, mate. And uh, I mean, I, I guess that probably you've probably answered it. But what are you most excited about for 2021? Yeah, I suppose the you know for for me, like I mean, I think I still think the most exciting element for me is, is probably sometimes it's where players start and, and where they finish at the end of the year. So yeah, that's I suppose that's yeah you know, affirmation for not just your work. The players do the work, you support them. But yeah, I'm always sort of excited to where a player can get to within their, within their footy and and how advanced they can they can track. Mm. So it's not it's not as much wins and losses. It's just being able to I suppose have a, some impact. But realistically, it's it's the, the huge uh, yeah it's the huge phases of development that probably more excite me to be honest around, um, yeah. around players that you work with. Yeah, fantastic, mate. Oh, Carlton's lucky to have you, and it sounds like uh, you're in the perfect role for yourself, mate, for that exact reason, supporting players to. T- to develop year by year so super exciting mate thanks thanks for taking out the time and, and ducking away into the car yeah, for, our, ca- for our catch-up <laughs> yeah yeah, um, no, yeah no, i really appreciate <laughs> it i'm missing bedtime for the kids so my um, wife's <laughs> doing that so yeah pretty comfortable sitting out here mate having a chat yeah yeah <laughs> yeah fantastic awesome trials well thanks again mate and thanks for everyone who, who joined us and sent through the questions uh, they were really good questions, so I'm sure you enjoy those answers from Toz. So get cracking into the, into his advice and follow that advice, and best of luck. No, thanks, Jake. We'll speak soon, mate. See you, mate. We'll Catch you it. guys. See ya.